0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's a great blessing to be with all of you as we draw closer and closer to Christmas, which is the birthday of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today more than ever, we'd like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary has many beautiful titles. Among the titles of Mary that we like to invoke are Mary is the Mother of God, Mary is the Mother of the Church, and Mary is the Mother of each and every one of us. We cry out to Mary also Mary as our life, our sweetness and our hope. Mary as our life, our sweetness and our hope. So let's uh, <coughs> invite Mary to be with us, to pray with us and to pray for us. As we say, the prayer that she loves most, that prayer is the Hail Mary, also known as the Amen. Now well, let's invite to be with us our spiritual director or spiritual guide. <coughs> our spiritual director, spiritual guide is also known as of course the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has many titles. Holy Spirit my friends is the he's the paraclete he's also known as the gift of gifts Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of our souls Holy Spirit is also known as our counselor Holy Spirit is also known as the counselor and as uh, uh, Bev Flores is posting now related to our topic of our spiritual guide you'll have posted the prayer that I wrote uh, on the Holy Spirit one of the prayers I wrote was on the Holy Spirit and it's on the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit so I won't be praying that prayer right now for lack of time but later on you can um, you can see that prayer and maybe get in the habit of praying that prayer on a daily basis if you're in town I can give you a hard copy of it that I have in my in my office or my confessional so Let's um, let's say the classical prayer of the Holy Spirit. Then I invite you also to to uh, pray, to read, and to pray my prayer of the Holy Spirit, begging that the gifts of the Holy Spirit will be operative in our lives, because our sanctification depends on our collaboration with the Holy Spirit and His gifts. So let's pray together to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the lay of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel. Pray for us. St. Gabriel. Pray for us. St. Raphael. Pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. Pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. How true it is, my friends, the family that prays together stays together. The family that prays together stays together. How true. So, I promise to pray for all of you in a special way in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. No doubt, the most powerful, sublime prayer in the whole world is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. It's the bridge that unites heaven to earth and earth to heaven. So in my Mass today, I'd like to place you on the altar. And my first intention will be, pray that all of us would be open to the Holy Spirit in our lives. Perhaps during the course of the day you'll be able to say this short prayer that I've composed. And that prayer is, Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My second intention is to like to pray for all of all of your families. For all of your families. And I like to pray especially for your family members that have possibly walked away from God. They're no longer going to church. They no longer receive the sacraments. Like to pray for them that they would return in this season of Advent leading up to the Christmas day and the Christmas season. And my... Last intention will be with you, let's pray for the conversion of sinners, but especially let's pray for those who will be dying today. those who will be dying today especially those who are perhaps dying right now and they're dying possibly out of the state of grace so by your prayers, by your sacrifices, by your rosary by your holy hour that that these people will be saved So those are those are my prayers that I'd like to offer for all of you. So let's enter into the riches of the word of God. So much so many riches in the word of God. Remember the word of God. Jesus says to the enemy, the devil, that man does not live on... Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And when we when we pray the Our Father, we actually say, give us this day our daily bread... The daily bread that we're asking for is not simply the physical daily bread, we're asking also for the bread of the Word of God and the bread also of the Eucharist, the bread of life. St. Paul says that the Word of God is like a two-edged sword that separates bone from marrow. St. Jerome will go on to say that ignorance of sacred scripture is ignorance of Christ himself. So let's delve into the riches of the Word of God. Let's make a bridge now. Yesterday we had the the Gospel from St. Luke where Zechariah married to Elizabeth has his turn to go to the Temple of Jerusalem to offer incense in the Holy Sanctuary of, of the Temple of Jerusalem, the Holy of Holies. And when he's in there, the Archangel Gabriel appears to him (coughs) and announces to him the good news. The good news that's announced to him is that he and his wife Elizabeth will have a child. This child will bring them great joy. And this child will bring great joy to many people. He will not drink any strong drink. He'll go before the Lord to prepare His way. To bring the hearts of fathers to children and children to fathers. And His name will not be Zechariah, but rather His name will be John. Zechariah and Elizabeth, who were blameless before God, in that moment he gives into doubt. And he responds to the Archangel Gabriel saying, how can this be happened because I'm up in years and my wife is also advanced in age. So he doubts. And as a result of this doubt, He's punished. He's struck mute. He's struck mute where he cannot speak anymore until these events become a reality. And he comes out of the temple and he's speaking to the people in gestures because he can't speak. I think, my friends, that In this we have to learn that like Zechariah, we will have trials in our lives. Let's pray that we would persevere. The name of our family conversation is our Perseverance Family. Let's pray for each other that we would persevere. That we would run the race until the end, until we break the tape. And that we would not doubt. And that also another point would be that we would learn the importance of speech to think, to think before we, we open up our mouths. And that the words that we say will, as St. Bernard says, when we open up our mouth, that we'll praise God, that we'll accuse ourselves of our own shortcomings and also that we would edify others, that we would be a source of edification for others. So Zechariah returns to his home in Ein Karim, which is the hill country, and his elderly wife conceives a child in her old age. She rejoices that God has will to take away her shame. The last point I'd like to make is this: this is a, a strong pro-life passage. This is one of the strongest pro-life passages you have. So that if you meet some some woman that's considering having an abortion, You might recount to her the the biblical passage of Elizabeth and Zechariah. It was one of the false pretexts that they used the the abortion mentality is when a woman arrives at maybe her mid-30s that she's going to be placing in jeopardy her life as well as the life of the child because she's up in years. And of course this is a line we see in the person of Saint Elizabeth (coughs) as well as in Hannah as well as in Sarah the mother of Isaac as well as in the Blessed Mother herself that God can carry out his will in many ways. All things are possible for God. So that was the that was the gospel for yesterday. Let's move into the readings for today. We start off with the Old Testament prophet Isaiah so we have the encounter between Ahaz and the Lord the Lord says to Ahaz, who's a young king, not very strongly rooted in the faith, he tells Ahaz to ask for a sign. He says, I will not ask for a sign. I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah responds by saying, listen, O house of David, Is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary the Lord? So Isaiah says this will be the sign that there will be a virgin who will conceive and bear a son and the name of the son will be Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. God is with us you're going to see that that passage, Isaiah chapter 7, 10 to 14, is a prophecy of the Virgin Mary. She will be the Virgin. She will be that Virgin who will conceive in her womb the Son of God without losing her virginity. So see, this is a very important part of our Catholic faith is that we have a lot, many prophetic announcements from the Old Testament that become a reality in the New Testament. The responsorial psalm, my friends, from Psalm 24 is, Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Let the Lord enter, for he is the King of glory. Holman Hunt, a famous painter, he depicts Jesus as the Good Shepherd who's knocking at the door. And this painting depicts Revelation chapter 3. Behold, I stand at the door, and I knock. Whoever opens to me, I will dine with him, and he will dine with me. I will dine with him, and I will—he will dine with me. That painter, Holman Hunt was approached by someone who criticized him and says, it's a good painting, but you forgot to paint the doorknob. How is anyone going to get in if it doesn't have a doorknob? Holman Hunt held his ground and said it purposely did not paint the doorknob from without because the doorknob is from within. I really like that explanation because that's what God is doing right now to all of us. God is knocking at the door of your heart. He's knocking right now. And we have free will. We can say tomorrow or maybe later we can say I'll open under the condition you might we might want to say wait a minute These are pretexts, and we're free to do this. St. Augustus gives us these scary words. Christ is a pilgrim. He knocks and knocks and knocks. And if the door is not open, He doesn't return again. Let's make sure that we open up. We open up the doors of our hearts to receive our Lord right now. So let's move now from the Responsorial Psalm to the Gospel for today. This Gospel for today you've heard and read and meditated upon many times, but let's try to go, let's try to go deeper. This is the, this is the first first joyful mystery, known as the Annunciation. My friends, let's try to go deeper into this great mystery of our salvation. it starts out by saying, this is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. Let's stop and reflect this first verse. Six months refers to what happened yesterday. So be six months after what happened with Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth conceives six months. earlier than Mary's conception of Christ. So the angel Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, let's stop and speak briefly about this Archangel Gabriel. (coughs) The Bible Old Testament, New Testament, very frequently has the presence of angels. But both yesterday and today, we encounter the Archangel Gabriel. He's an archangel. And he's given a very important mission. Very important mission. (coughs) We have three archangels (coughs) in sacred scripture. We've got the archangel Michael, the Archangel Gabriel and the Archangel Raphael. Michael means who Michael means who is like unto God. Raphael means medicine of God or God heals. Gabriel Gabriel means power of God. He's announcing the good news to Zechariah and he's going to be announcing the good news to Mary. Pope, St. Pope Paul VI actually proclaimed the Archangel Gabriel To be the patron of modern communication. That's right, the patron of modern communication. That's right. The patron of modern communication. Because he communicated the good news. of the birth of John the Baptist and even more so the good news of salvation to God through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's stop and beg for a special grace that we would be able to communicate the Word of God to others Whatever way possible, by the words we speak. Pray for me because I'm trying to communicate in many ways. Every day I'm communicating to you live on Facebook. And then this Facebook goes to my YouTube. Recently i tried trying to get into TikTok by giving a short one-minute message to the young people. This afternoon I'll be going on El Sembrador Radio to give a catechesis. Last week I was on El Sembrador TV a couple of times. Catholic Exchange today you'll see one of my articles that appears about every two weeks. I just finished writing Marian Compendium, which a lot of people are buying and they love it. When I preach in the Masses, and as well as to the Confirmation students, I'm really trying to preach the Word of God in season, out, out of season. This is the basic obligation of the priest, is to pray. That's why we start off by a good solid period of prayer with you. And then our obligation as priest is to preach the Word of God. course, most of you that are following me are not priests, but I mean, you form part of the common priesthood of the faithful, Vatican II. So, let's ask the Archangel Gabriel to help us to Preach and teach the word of God in whatever whatever circumstance we find ourselves. Last night I had two hour classes of formation. So I was teaching the parents so that the parents can teach the children. Parents parents are the first parents are the first teachers of their children. And I thank very much uh, Bev Flores who's posted On the screen, my website, just that you're aware because we're, we're trying to honor the Archangel Gabriel who's announcing the Good News to Mary by talking about the importance of preaching the Word of God. In my website, in which you have posted on the side, I have blog articles which also my blog articles often will end up on a Catholic website, Catholic Exchange today. You can go to Catholic Exchange and actually read another one of my articles. Then you have what I'm transmitting now will actually go to my website so that you can watch it later or refer it to another person. Then what i also do, when I'm recording now, I'm actually recording an audio version of this talk. It's called a podcast. So that if you're taking a walk or you're in your car and you want to listen to this broadcast, you can do it by means of the audio version of my podcast. Now, after this talk at 9 o'clock, I'll be giving another talk in Spanish. And if you just just click in, you're going to see much material. You're going to see 10-week series of my spiritual exercises. You'll see my Marian consecration. This is probably one of the most prolific websites out there. In which you've got thousands and thousands of talks, videos, and articles. So Afterward, as you see posted by Bev Flores, you can check out my website. And I got the analytics about a week ago and it said that there were 2.5 million minutes watched on YouTube. That's not even this Facebook, but YouTube. So quite quite a bit of traffic. Also what's going viral is a talk I gave four years ago in St. Peter Chanel on the general confession getting probably about 10,000 new views of that every day so God is working in us and I consider you to be part of my family in which we're all trying to promote the good news. So thank you very much and let's work together as a family. Let's work together as a family to try to, well, to obey what Christ said. What were the last words of Christ? If we go to Matthew chapter 28, right before Jesus ascended into heaven, He said, go out to all nations and teach them all that I taught you. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. And behold I'm with you always always even until the end of time. Now Beth Lores has just posted another Catholic Exchange website where my articles have appeared on that over the past ten years, every week or every two weeks. So If you just click on that, you'll see up there on the right uh, one of my articles. My friends, there's different ways in which we can learn. We can learn by reading good books, by lectures at school, by Facebook presentations. We can learn by experience. There are many ways in which we can absorb the truth. We should avail ourselves of all the different means by which we can absorb the truth. And as John Paul II says, John Paul II says, he says that one of the best ways to grow in our faith is to share our faith with others. And that's what I'm doing right now with all of you inviting also you to share this uh, share our conversation with as many friends as possible so the, the word of god will be preached to the for, to the furthest ends of the world so the archangel gabriel appears to mary and announces to her this good news So we have, the name of the Virgin was Mary. The name of the Virgin was Mary. So let's stop and comment briefly on that. The name of the Virgin was Mary. Now we don't know exactly how how old Mary was. Many... Many biblical commentaries will say that Mary was probably a teenager. Maybe about 15 or 16 years of age. But very young. Mary is the Immaculate Conception. She conceived without the stain of original sin in the womb of St. Anne. And Mary moved by the Holy Spirit...
1: Mary, moved by the Holy Spirit, has made a vow to God.
0: Now, vow is a solemn promise that we make to God. We as religious nuns and priests, we make vows to God also. Most religious men and women, when they make vows, they make three vows. And they would be chastity, poverty, and obedience. We make simple vows and then the vows are renewed and then we make what are called perpetual vows. Perpetual vows. Now Mary made a private vow to God Because Mary wanted to belong to God fully, totally, and unreservedly. That's right. Fully, totally, and unreservedly. So,
1: Mary made a vow of virginity. And
0: she was very firm in that purpose. She wanted to give her mind, her heart, her body, her soul, her whole being to God, holding nothing back from God so that God could use her as his worthy instrument to carry out his work of salvation through Mary, through Mary. So... Mary and Joseph are from the house of David
1: In coming to her the archangel says hail full of grace hail full of grace the Lord is with you
0: let's stop and comment
1: upon that hail full of grace the Lord is with you As a result of original sin, okay, I found this on the web for results of original sin. Check it out. As a result of original sin, all of us are conceived with that stain. Mary was not. So, from the very first moment of her conception, Mary was endowed and imbued with grace. With sanctifying grace. With
0: sanctifying grace. And grace is the endowment of friendship with God.
1: we should beg Mary, the full of grace. Mary,
0: the full of grace, wants us also to treasure grace in our lives. Once we're baptized, then original sin is removed and we become members of the mystical body of Christ and we're endowed with grace. I once heard a Protestant that gave an acronym for grace. G-R-A-C-E And it's God's
1: riches at Christ's expense. What do you think? Not bad, huh? It's God's God's riches. God's riches at Christ's expense. So greeting Mary as the full of grace. Let's let's turn to Mary.
0: As we meditate upon the annuncia- annunciation today let's let's beg Mary for this grace, she who is the full of grace. First of all that we would that we would esteem
1: and appreciate God's grace above anything else. Second, that ask Mary to help us to preserve, protect, to defend grace within our souls. Put up a barrier defense. Mary's mantle protection. The precious blood of Christ to defend us. To defend us such that we would preserve grace. That we would live in grace. If you like, the
0: opposite of grace would be that of committing a mortal sin. That we would
1: ask Mary known as the full of grace, to help us to keep away from sin. All forms of sin. Especially that of mortal sin. And of course,
0: that which destroys mortal sin uh, rather grace in our souls would be that of mortal sin. Now, if it happens that because of human weakness, we're all
1: weak. We are weak. That we fall into, into mortal sin. Let's beg Mary for the grace to repent to get up
0: to make a perfect act of contrition to return to return once again to the state of grace to return once again to the state of grace and to start a new life and to start a new life and let's ask Mary because she is the full of grace that's what she's greeted today Hail Mary full of grace let's beg Mary the full of grace for the grace of all graces The grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace I repeat The grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace The grace of all graces is to die in the state of grace So the dialogue continues between Mary and the Archangel Gabriel. Mary was deeply troubled at this greeting. She pondered what sort of greeting this was. Then the angel continues by saying, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the Son of God, the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Now Mary is reflecting upon these words of the angel. What do these words mean? My friend, this is part of our our work together as a perseverance family is that we like Mary we want to read, meditate, ponder, try to understand. We want to try to understand the riches of the Word of God in our lives. We want to try to penetrate the depth, understand the riches of the Word of God in our lives. The word ponder, if we go to the Greek, would be to ruminate. It's what a cow does when he's chewing the cud. Trying to penetrate the meaning. So Mary then responds by saying, how can this happen since I have no relations with men and what Mary is saying that she in these words has made a vow this solemn promise to God offering to God her virginity so she wants to be faithful to her promise The archangel Gabriel continues by saying that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and He will overshadow you. So the angel is saying that indeed you will be faithful to God and you will Maintain your promise and vow to virginity. God accepts that and he will allow you to keep that promise. So he's revealing to her that the means by which this conception will will come about will be the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. So there will be no human intervention, but it will be God himself the Holy Spirit will overshadow Mary. So this conception will be from the Holy Spirit. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, the Son of God. Now you remember I started off my conversation reviewing the Gospel for yesterday. There's an intimate connection between Zechariah and Elizabeth and now the Annunciation. The Archangel Gabriel is present at both of these announcements. Now the Archangel Gabriel will give to Mary a sign and the sign that's given is related to what we read yesterday. That Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is her sixth month for her who was is, who is barren. So in this we're going to have two miraculous interventions that Elizabeth will conceive by the natural means but Elizabeth was way beyond having children. And then the Archangel Gabriel says these few words these few words which I believe are very, very consoling The Archangel Gabriel says, for nothing, for nothing will be impossible for God. What consoling words. For nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing will be impossible for God. God can work miracles in any time, any place, any manner. Nothing is beyond the power of God. Nothing is beyond the power of God. God can do all things. Then Mary, understanding this message, Mary gives her consent. In Latin this word is the fiat. These words of Mary were the most important words in the history of the world up to that point. These words would result in the transformation of the world. Her fiat, Mary says, Mary says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. So then the Holy Spirit descends upon Mary and Mary conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That moment The Shekinah, the overshadowing of Mary, took place. The Holy Spirit. So she conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So my friends, today, we want to meditate upon the Blessed Virgin Mary. We want to meditate upon her humility. We want to meditate upon her purity. We want to meditate upon her docility. We want to meditate upon Mary's love for God. We want to meditate upon Mary's love for us. May Mary's yes to God be our yes to God. May we give to God today our own fiat. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. The Lord be with you. May may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.